took some time to get this far, but I notice I'm not where I started from, nor am I stuck in purgatory, free to trace my glory and my peace of mind. My own music, sweetheart? No. Took some time to get this far, but I notice I'm not where I started from, nor am I. Stuck in purgatory, free to chase my glory and my peace of mind, peace of mind, peace of mind. Do 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 do. I'm not gonna sing that intro part. Let's start the show, sweetheart. Let's get it popping. Good morning to my people over on Instagram. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Wake and Bake with B. Mo Shababa. This is your chance to get an update of what's going on in blackness, through blackness, by blackness, from blackness. Uh, I am your culture analyst for the morning, Bryant Bmo Brown. That's what the folks remind me to do, remind me to be Mo. But before we take another step, I want to make sure we're saying good morning to the wavelengths of my audio sound, okay? I want to say good morning to the touchscreen, the new improved brightness touchscreen of my life. Good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, lady of the house. Good morning, sweetheart. How you feel? I'm cool. <laughs> How you feel? You know, I'm all right. You know, it's another, it's Tuesday. I'm excited about Tuesday. We got some great things coming up. We got some great topics we want to talk about. The people are on Instagram, but you know, the people on Instagram, they know. First off, they better say good morning to the lady of the house. That's what they know for sure, we right? Got, we got two comments. Natalie says, morning, famble. I'll take it. <laughs> and Empress says good morning y'all <laughs> good morning good morning I'll take it I'll take the y'all means including lady of the house but I need specifics <laughs> good morning, I need specifics <laughs> L-A-D-Y space O-H space D-A space what? house no, what happened <laughs> L-O-T-H huh well people are spelling it wrong you know what I mean what? It's Lotus. Okay. Lotus. Lotus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or good morning to the lady of the house. We say good morning. I see the big dog is on. Good morning to the big dog. Hey. We see district bloke saying good morning to the lady of the house. Put the emoji for the house. Nick True Self. Matt. Good morning. Uh, uh, she, uh, they said good morning, lady of the house. Just want to make sure you getting the proper respect, okay? Because you can see me, right? Can't see the lady of the house, which is by design, right? Um, before we even get even any further, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Washington Informer Bridge, WIBridgeDC.com, or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. Make sure you subscribe to you. Make sure you subscribe so you can know what's going on on a very journalistic level. I am proud to say that I am part of this journalistic circle. I am part of the black press. You feel me? Uh, and so I want to thank y'all for joining us here on Wake and Bake with BMO. 
Make sure you subscribe to the New Blueprint newsletter. We dropped a new newsletter last night, the first Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Make sure y'all go check that out. My man Maurice designed the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. I put that up on Instagram, on you, not on YouTube yet. It'll be on YouTube. I dropped an exclusive clip on New, new Blueprint's letter. So if you want to check out that clip, bmobrown.substack.com. We have our first Paul Robeson Negro of the Week in written form. Very excited to share that with y'all. Make sure y'all go check that out. It is $5 a month but if you need the scholarship just let a nigga know just let a nigga know we are already at 1100 subscribers to the new blueprint newsletter we had 1100 subscribers to the new blueprint newsletter few folks are on scholarship and that's okay later in the house we have some interesting things we want to talk about this morning we've switched up our programming a little bit so this morning we're going to have sweetheart's black fact are you prepared Mm-hmm. Okay. We also want to talk about a dichotomy that's happening within uh, black students. I've seen one thing that has brought me incredible joy and another thing that has brought me incredible fear. But the first thing we want to talk about this morning, first thing on the slate this morning, sweetheart. Uh, actually, I forgot what it was. What I got on? The, oh, um, that's what it is. Don't say it out loud. Okay. Um. First thing I want to talk about this morning is Democrats and Republicans. I want to talk about this bifurcation that is happening on the line of conservative and liberalism. And I want to inform you before we even get to the end of the segment that by dividing a nation between two parties, Democrat and Republican, conservative and liberal, especially as we head towards uh, 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 the election of a new president as we enter the new legislative period for Congress. We are going to see a lot of conversations that split ideals between conservative and liberal. And I saw something, I think it was three o'clock in the morning on, I don't know when it was, last Thursday maybe, uh, I saw something that made me laugh heartily, but also scared the shit out of me. And it gave me the realization that if we split our political issues, our social issues on the line of conservative and liberal, Democrat and Republican, we're going to miss the point. We are going to miss the actual true liberating point, the departure point to a more liberated future. We're going to miss that if the only thing that we talk about is Democrat and Republican. Uh, I was scouring YouTube as I usually do looking for culturally insightful clips, the way the things that people, how people are talking about things. And I discovered something, sweetheart. I told you this when you woke up uh, a little bit later, but I was watching this at three o'clock in the morning. I discovered that I am part of a sphere of people, individuals, content creators, YouTube creators, whatever the fuck you want to call us, pundits, correspondents, journalists, however you want to talk about it. I am part of a sphere that is larger than us that includes Joe Rogan. I didn't know we was in the same demographic. Hmm. And so people think about the Joe Rogan thing, they just think Joe Rogan is the guy, but there are several individuals who branch into this entire sphere that I would call talking head, opinionated journalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are seven individuals who fall under that category. Some of these people you've heard, so you know Joe Rogan, but you probably never heard of Sam Sneeder or the Midas Touch or JBD. You've probably heard of, what's that boy name? Tim Scott, is that his name? No, not Tim Scott. What's that white boy name with the hat on, sweetheart? Um, 
Oh, the weird white boy with the hat on who's got the gun and the and the sword in the yeah. background, right? Uh, also in that circle, sweetheart, is Roland Martin. Mm-hmm. People have been like, where's Roland? Roland is doing just fine. And when I say Roland is in this fear, I'm not talking about Roland is getting thousands of views. I'm talking about Roland is getting half, half a million views per video on his own black network. Yeah. Again, repeating the, repeating the phrase that, the, that I learned from the bridge, Roland Martin does 100% black work on 100% black network, but yet his viewership is majority white. But yet he does not dictate his time towards whiteness. Why is that? Just because white people knows that they want to know what's going on. Anyway, I was uh, on my on my YouTube rabbit holes three o'clock in the morning finding my demographic, and I heard this debate between a conservative pundit whose name I'm not going to say and Roland Martin. And when I watched this clip, sweetheart, I realized, you know, we're not all talking about the same thing. No. I asked the lady house this question. I think off the air. Uh, there has been this there's been such a battle for the right to educate what to educate who gets educated what's the appropriate amount of education for a person nobody really talks about what happens after education what are you supposed to do with your education nobody talks about application I was gonna say yeah you should apply it but (laughs) you should apply it but like we don't we never get to the point of application because we're always talking about the education part yeah the policies and such around education. So I'm watching this clip and I'm realizing that the conversation is stuck on who's got the right facts. What's the truth? Mm-hmm. Who's telling the truth? And when it comes to the truth, some people have a very subjective way of looking at objective facts. So I want to play this clip. And to my people on Instagram, definitely come over on YouTube so you can hear and see this clip. I want to play this clip. It's about a four-minute clip of a debate between Roland Martin and his individuals. And there are a couple things that point out to me. But the overall idea is that if we focus on Democrat and Republican, we're going to miss the solution. Play the clip, sweetheart. I'm going to roll the blunt while we're doing it. So you left because you wanted better economic situation for yourself. This is listen to what you just said again. I'm having a hard time listening to what you just said when you're saying it's so fundamentally flawed because when you say, oh, my God, you see yourself as a victim. You do. No, no. You're selling it as a victim. No, I'm not. What I'm selling is a reality. What I'm selling is when the this is again. Since you didn't, I guess you couldn't pull it up. Okay. Oh, he did pull okay, it up. Okay. The Biden administration, the Federal Housing and Finance Agency, released 47 million appraisal reports to the public for the first time. The appraisals, which were compiled between 2013 and 2021, present evidence of a persistent, widespread practice in the home appraisal industry to give higher values to. Homes when the occupants are white and devalue them if the owners are people of color. That's such bullshit. That's oh such God. bullshit. You now, know why? Hold up. Wait. Let wait, me tell wait, you wait, why that's on, such up. bullshit. They actually took the reports the, and showed the data, and now yeah. you call it bullshit. Of course, so, I call so, it so, bullshit. So, wait, so you, so you ask for the data and the facts. No, no, no. And I, now you give your opinion because you don't stop, like the facts. Bro, stop. Come on, man. Do you run a company? Yes, I do. Okay, so when you run a company, how much shit can I find in the opex? How much in the what? With OPEX. Um, when I go into my uh, balance sheet and I look at my expenses, my monthly expenses, what I'm paying for, yeah. rent, employees, benefits, workers' comp, I can give a number and say, we lost $280,000 this year. And it's like, oh, my God, we lost $280,000. And then I open up the balance sheet and then, boom, I'll see you you're, you're moving your face like you don't no, know what I, I'm talking no, no, about. First of all, no, when I see a data like this, tell me the whole story. 
to jump to conclusion with something like this, what I've seen the entire story, is ludicrous to make a comment like that. But analyzing the millions of appraisals by using census tracts as me. a proxy for neighborhoods and comparing communities with nearly identical housing stock, yeah. two researchers found that the results showed a clear correlation. The higher the proportion of white residents in each community, the higher the appraised value of individual homes. They compared similar data. See, again, you want to reject the facts. And what I'm trying to explain I, to you I, is I, this I, is I am, I am not, I am refusing to wow. constantly have people give data without me having access to the entire thing oh, just oh, for oh, their oh, own wait, wait, benefit to so, divide so it. So what you're saying is yeah. in order for you, you need access to the 47 million home appraisals I'd love to for see yourself. It. I would love to see it. Okay, guess what? It's a federal agency. Follow, follow for I'd you. I'd love to see it. Follow for but you. Here's, here's, follow what? A for you. Okay, so I'd love to see it. You know why? Here, here's the part. How often do you see data being used and we don't know the whole story? Both sides. How often? Well, first of all, we see data out there. But what I'm saying, I'm looking at data, actual data. Yeah. And I'm also looking at a reality. And here's what I'm saying to you. And again, this is what you, for some reason, you're not fully accepting. When, what is the, the most consistent way Americans have been able to actually build wealth? It has been through housing. That's been historical. And when you are black in America, this is not a f opinion. This is not a perspective. It is a fact. What we have seen is when you have been unable to enter the housing industry, meaning covenants saying you can't sell to black people. Then when you actually buy a home and they've been grossly undervalued, mm -hmm. that then limits you from being able to sell your home at a higher value and now take the profits and then create a business and then be able to send your kids to college. And what I'm saying to you is when that has been persistent, when you look at the appraisals, one, when you look at inability where you're buying a house, two, all of a sudden now you see a clear way how African-Americans have been impacted not historically, but still in present day. And what I'm saying to you is, whether you are Democrat or Republican, I want that to change because what I want you've is had some... For, you've had 53 years. The Democrats when Republicans have had, were president and in charge, this, wait, they didn't change wait, wait this. Wait a minute. Democrats have been Democrats have had the black vote for 53 years. What have you done? You're for not that? even answering the question. What's that on this issue 20, right here? I, this wait, issue Roland, right here you, is Democrat, you, Republican, independent. It is a you, systemic you, American problem. You, All right, so for those who might have jumped in the middle of the clip who were, who were on Instagram and didn't really catch what was going on, Roland Martin sat down with uh, Roland Martin sat down with this individual who is a who calls himself the independent, but he acts as a uh, uh, conservative talking head. But again, that's not the point. They're having a conversation about uh, housing. The original question that started this particular part of the argument was, "Pass my water, sweetheart." <clears throat> The original question that started this part of the argument was if the if black uh, American neighborhoods are so bad, why do you leave them? In which Roland Martin says the reason why we leave them is because there is no value in these homes because they have been redlined, gerrymandered, they have been uh, dictated to be a certain price. And then on top of that, there is a private problem that home appraisers are appraising black homes at a lower rate on a systemic level. To which this individual says that's bullshit, Roland Martin brings out the stats, the individual still uh, refuses to accept the claim, causes victim mentality. 
That's one part of the conversation. But the other part of the conversation, this individual is also trying to say that Democratic Democratic run cities have bad policies. Therefore, the black people who are voting for those Democrats are part of the problem as it comes to the systemic issues that are facing these people. In which Roland calls out bullshit because regardless of Democratic, Republican, liberal, or conservative uh, um, leanings, the fact of the matter is there is, a, there is a systemic issue in America about private equitors, private home appraisers giving less equity to black folks. That is a fact. That is a systemic issue. So much of a systemic issue that it exists outside of Republican and Democratic. You and I, sweetheart, we have discussed this very issue on the show. You work for a mortgage banking institution, correct? Yeah. We have talked about this issue on the show in the terms of Marcia Fudge. If you've been watching the show for a little while, then you know what you know who Marcia Fudge is. Marcia Fudge is the current director of HUD. She was not elected, but yet her main task is to try to get rid of these inequitable home appraisals. It is beyond Democratic or Republican, mm-hmm. right? This is someone who was not voted on, someone who was appointed by a Democratic public, a Democratic president whose position should last longer than just his presidency at the full extent, whose full purpose is to try to bring equitable housing to urban development and housing. Mm-hmm. But yet this individual refuses to accept a fact for the benefit of his own internal narrative. Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. So when I saw this clip, sweetheart, it's kind of like when I saw, remember that blue and white dress that some people was calling black and gold? Yeah. Or whatever the fuck it was? Yeah. Uh, it was one of those moments. It was like, oh. <laughs> oh, your brain is different. <laughs> right. Your brain is not wired to accept these colors. Your brain is wired to see the colors that your brain wants to see. Exactly. And maybe it's too late. Because <laughs> if I can throw federal funded reports at you with 47 million housing appraisals in them and researched institutions who have found the same causation and correlation and you can still refuse those facts based on your opinion? No, we're not talking about we're not talking about two individuals um, having discourse. We're not talking about a misaligning of perspective. We have one individual who is refusing a truth and another individual who is steeped in reality. Yeah. And and the other part is, the other part is, uh, before we even get to the Republican and Democrat part is, the other thing that this young man says is that he's not playing the victim mentality. But I'm sorry. And maybe this is rude, sweetheart. But in 06, when the housing market crashed, 93% of black wealth was lost. Crazy. That's 2006. Yeah. That could be our parents. The housing market crashed and it over-indexed, impacted black and brown wealth. Mm-hmm. I know we don't want to be, but damn it, if you were affected by that, you're a victim. Right. You're a victim of capitalism. Until you can con- until you can convert your victimhood into survival, you're a victim. And you know what victims need? Justice. 
and the state has decided that justice cannot be in my hands. It must be in whose hands? Justice in the hands of the state and in the federal government. Mm-hmm. So how the hell am I supposed to seek justice without seeking an end to the systemic barriers? Don't fucking tell me you don't believe. You a fuck about your belief? <laughs> this ain't about a belief. This is knowledge. Right. We don't need your faith for you to understand this. This is knowledge. These are the facts. These are the facts. You to you talking up. We talking about the best way to build wealth in this country systemically withheld from black and brown bodies. And somebody got the nerve to say it's your fault because you're playing a victim. If you had pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, then maybe you can change the hearts and minds of the appraisals that you don't know to come and change your house. Maybe instead of playing the victim, just take down all your black art, take down all your black books, take down all your black pictures of your family, take down everything in your house that would that would assume that you were black so that you can make this proper appraisal. Or, or we could create systems that allow equitable home appraisals. Shout out Marcia Fudge, former president of the Deltas. They, they mentioned her in the meeting yesterday. The um the advocacy people had yeah they had a meeting with her with Marcia Fudge yeah they may not play with Miss Fudge mm-hmm. they no. may not play with Zar Fudge oh no they I think they have a good relationship because yeah they talk about her often Marcia Fudge not playing and what's funny is further in this interview they use Marcia Fudge as an example of liberals who are trying to tear down cities and it's like nigga please <laughs> nigga please so also. So on the grander question of, because uh, you're going to hear this in the political sphere as we get ready for this presidential election, uh, Democrats have been Democrats run 27 of the 30 most crime-ridden cities, mm-hmm. and a lot of individuals are going to try to protect their party line. But what I want to tell you is, if we start the conversation at Democratic and Republic, we don't get to the underlying issues of poverty of redlining, of systemic marginalization. We don't get to the real issues that cause crime. We only deal with, it's somebody's fault. Right. They elected her, mm-hmm. therefore it's her fault. You think you think people would willingly elect someone who wants more crime? <laughs> Do you think the people of DC voted for Muriel Bowser so they could have their cars stolen and more abundance? Mm-hmm. You think that's really the thing? And answer this question for me, sweetheart. You be a mayor for a second. What law? <laughs> what law is going to reduce crime? <laughs> right, because you're already breaking the law by committing crime. So just because we have new laws doesn't mean you're actually going to follow them. Ex- <laughs> what? So, some wake and bake with people night right now. Write a policy in the comments that is guaranteed to reduce crime. <laughs> And the funny thing is, the one policy that could possibly reduce crime, the people hate it. Conservatives hate it. White folks hate it. And that's maybe considering, instead of putting more money in the police, maybe we have more money in social services. Maybe we try to attack this mental health thing. Maybe we try to attack this poverty thing. Maybe we try to attack this food desert thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. The only solution that the ignorant and the white can think of is <laughs> let's have more laws. Right. <laughs> That'll show them. <laughs> what? Build more. Put more people in jail. Restrict more resources. Make the school to prison pipeline stronger. Come on. Craziness. 
We're not talking the same things here. If you talk, if you talking Democratic and Republican, we're not talking the same things. I want to talk to the king. Who's responsible of the social and the cultural movements going on here? Who's creating uh, homeschool puddles? Is that what they call pools? Pools. Puddles. Puddles. Who's creating <laughs> homeschool pools? Huh? Who's trying to create their own currency within their neighborhood? Huh? Who's trying to create sustainable, uh, 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 sustainable communities outside of the American system? Where are those folks at? That's how you end these systemic problems. Not, <clears throat> we need another Democrat in office. Get the fuck out of my face. As if a Democrat will save you. As if a politician will save you. Let me just give you a heads up. Any nigga who's just doing their job will not save you. Sweetheart, we got any comments? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, okay, well, Natalie says, I don't know how Roland has time for this. Rochelle says, good morning, Lady of the House. Good morning, BMO. Hey, Rochelle. Rochelle, the Black Podcast Award nominee, Rochelle. Hey. Is that what you're saying? Nominated for Best Editing in a Podcast on the Black Podcasting Awards. Nice. Tell her this podcast, Rochelle. Is that who you're talking about? Good morning. <laughs> What's up, Rochelle? Uh, Natalie says, my dad lost all his properties in the crash. Damn. 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 You met the king, though. Right. <laughs> um, uh, hey, Rochelle, actually, send me, if you got a, now that I think about it, if you got a trailer for your podcast, send that over to me. Text that to me so we can start playing that on the show. We got to get this cross-pollination uh, thing going on. You got more comments? Sorry, go ahead, sweetheart. Uh, Carl says, what law can reduce crime? Like, with the question mark exclamation point like <laughs> what what's the law right was it the crime bill of 94 <laughs> no <laughs> please what law real. was it was it the war on drugs no absolutely not. <laughs> so tell tell me what law but you know what I can at least appreciate at least the Democrats tried they tried you said you know what let's try a law damn this was 25 years later this was a mistake we shouldn't have tried that law that was a that was that's on us uh-huh. That's on us. Natalie says universal based income. They don't want to do that. That's socialism. <laughs> <laughs> but true though. <laughs> it's true though. If everybody got paid they rent just for being alive, we'd be all right. Mm. I don't know if we're there yet though. Yeah, because then they raise the rent. Right. <laughs> Landlords are the devil. And then Rochelle put hearts and then she said, I absolutely do and will. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Let's do that. Sweet out. What time? What time? How long have we been on? 25? 26. 26. Mm-hmm. Let's, um, you want to do a Sweet Art Black Fact now or later? It's up to you. You want to do a, well, I guess we could do it now. Okay, let's go ahead. And I, and I, in the shift of our programming, we have moved the Sweet Art Black Fact to Tuesday. I'm uh, so I'm ready, sweetheart. Whenever you are prepared for the sweetheart's black fact, I'm ready to listen. Okay, I'm a little torn between three facts. Oh, well, just give one. We got we got plenty of weeks to go. I know, but uh, okay. Um, okay, let's go with this one. Haywood Shepard, a mm-hmm. free Negro, was the first person killed by John Brown's party of white and Negro raiders at Harper's Ferry in their efforts to free the slaves in 1859. Okay. Shepard, while running off to arouse the white people, was shot dead in his tracks. Damn. Right. That's it? That's the fact. That's the, so the, the, 
Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Read the fact again because I think I heard it funny. Read the fact one more time. <laughs> Haywood Shepard, a free Negro, mm-hmm. was the first person killed by John Brown's party of white and Negro raiders at Harper's Ferry in their efforts to free the slaves in 1859. Shepard, while running off to arouse the white people, was shot dead in his tracks. So hold on, are you is is this Shepherd dude someone who was trying to alarm the white folks that John Brown and them was coming? Exactly. So they had to shoot the nigga first. Yeah, exactly. Damn. <laughs> that reminds me of my favorite joke. It's like a a black man is married to a white woman, and if the revolutionary if the revolution starts, the black man killed a white woman first just to show the other niggas he's serious. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, he going to hey man. There's a black man going to uh, arouse all the white folks and tell them that we on the way. Should we shoot him or should we try to convert him? Shoot that nigga. <laughs> shoot that man. We don't have time and for conversion. Running too. He was running. Yeah, nah. Shoot that. Shoot that man. <laughs> shoot that man before he get us caught up. Out of here. <laughs> this was in 1859. It was 1859? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> and I remember learning about Harper's Ferry in school, but obviously never this part. What's his name again? Uh, Haywood Shepherd. Damn, don't be Haywood Shepherd, y'all. Right. <laughs> don't be Man. Haywood Shepherd, y'all. It's even worse because he was already free. So you go right. in the rest of What are you doing? Like, damn. Hey, more niggas trying to get free over there. <laughs> oh, my God, Haywood. It's Uncle Tom asking This is before Uncle Tom, though, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so you was just a Hayward. <laughs> Bring it back! Bring it back! <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I had a uh, I had an ex in high school. Um, she went on and had. Uh, I think I told you about her before. I had a, uh, I, we dated junior year in high school, and then uh, she was a senior. And then she went on to date this this preacher who don't claim her kid, don't claim his kid. Oh damn! Guess what his name is? Yeah. Bitch, nigga. <laughs> oh man, we should call. What's the her, what's his last name again? Uh, Shepherd. Shepherd. Yeah, Haywood Shepherd. Haywood Shepherd. Cowardice nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you'll get an award, hey, with Shepard. You'll get an award. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to watch Odd Mojo's Space. If you haven't seen Space by Odd Mojo, definitely stick around and watch that. I need you to drop some comments. It does remind me of an episode of Insecure, shot by my man Kendall, who is Awake and Bake with Be My Night. Shout out to my man Kendall. Had the pleasure of uh, of asking some questions to Odd Mojo about this music video before it came out at her at her release party. It was a great time. God bless the box. So I want y'all to watch this video, Space by Odd Mojo, featuring Really Real. Uh, listen to it on all social media platforms, social media platforms, all music platforms, and make sure you check us out on YouTube when you get a chance. We'll be right back with more. Who wake and bake we be mo? I gotta get rid of this shore. Free advertisement, yeah. This thing is just right in the camera. Maybe it's just a BMO right there. Go ahead, sweetheart. Hey, yo, bro. Yeah, wake up. Where's my packages? Uh, it's in the back. Bro, you do this every time. Oh, shit. It was good, bro. It's so good to see you. Yo, it's been a minute. I know. Where you been? Hey, man. What you been up to? I'm good, bro. I'm kind of tight because he keep fucking up my packages. Oh, Losing them every week. You know how it be over yeah, here. Yeah, it's always something with the concierge. Oh, my God, bro. 
It's all right, bro. You probably you know you shit too that she ordered. You exactly. lost my smoothie. I don't know what happened. The usual, the usual. But what's up, though? What's up with you? You're going to that rooftop party. You going tomorrow? Oh, oh, see, I don't know. I kind of, I'm about to start writing some music. Mm, I'm in my okay, okay. I have a lot of thoughts about stuff. Okay, I feel that. about you? You go. I just thought the anniversary for me and Davon is tomorrow, uh, so we may slide or I don't know. Yeah, you on that cuffy shit. I you feel know what you. Um, well, let me know. Hit me up and okay. I'll, I'll pull up with you if you go. You be off your solitude vibes. I don't you know, know I'm always on my space vibes. I like my own space. You already okay. know. But I'll let you know. I might, but I'm really thinking about writing some music. Okay. You want to? Yeah, I'm going to go up because he sucks and okay. you lost my packages. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what? That's cool because that's exactly why I be eating your DoorDash. That's exactly why I eat your wow. DoorDash. Wow. 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 <laughs> Yo, babe, look, look. <laughs> Yo, do you see this? TikTok is so wild. Like. <laughs> Yo, wait, where you going, babe? Babe, where you going? Hey, hey, yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yeah, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey, yeah. I need some space right now, six feet away, get your own J, nigga. I'm smoking on a personal, ayo, oh, and this is personal, whoa. Be careful of the energy you project. Sun telling me you don't really care. Living life on the edge, nah, I don't want that near. Yo, they say, uh, they say a lot of things, but they don't really mean it. Hey, whoa, I can tell that you're
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Who Wake and Bake We Be Mo. Yeah. Um. Man, we got trauma to talk about now. But before we get to the trauma, sweetheart, let's do some. Oh, we appreciate uh, we appreciate your odd mojo for lending us this video. We'll probably play this out to the end of the scene. Uh, we really appreciate the space video. So much time and attention and and care was placed into the creation of this video. So thank you to odd mojo and everyone who was involved, including our fellow wake and bake with people night Kendall. Uh, we want to give a shout out to all those people involved. Right now, though, it's time for what is becoming a very popular uh, uh, portion of the show. Sweetheart, it's time for our blunt manifestations. Uh, oh, also, um, <laughs> Rochelle said that fade from the video was a vibe. LOL. See, I'm glad. See, somebody sees me. <laughs> I'll be trying. <laughs> shout out to you, Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this vibe, sweetheart. <laughs> also, I really enjoy when you get excited. <laughs> um, okay. Um, thank Sorry. you, Rochelle. No, you're good. You're not apologizing to me. Uh, appreciate you, Rochelle, for seeing the lady in the house. That's better than a good morning. Um, Love the scene. Right. Not like that, but you know. Okay. No. Okay. Um, let's do some. Let's do some blunt manifestations. If you if you're just joining us for the first time, blunt manifestations. We're gonna, you know, say what we want to see happen in the real world while we're lighting the blunt. I I, I seen this from all the you know saying all the all the healers and the and the gemstones and the and the, and the manifestors and whatnot. You know I'm you know, well I'll keep that to myself now. Not my family watching. Um, uh, we see all this, but we feel like there is really magic in in manifestation. So we try to do a little manifestation while we're lighting to blunt, lighting the blunt. Last week, what did we manifest, sweetheart? You remember? No, <laughs> oh, that's fine. Okay, so what are our, what are our manifestations this week, this Tuesday? <laughs> I said it a few days ago. What um, you got? <laughs> a car. Oh yeah, we do need to manifest a car. That would be great. We do need a vehicle of some sort uh, to get us around to places easier. Because <laughs> right now, man, it's crazy. Okay. I left here to go to the Audi Field to check out the HUHU game on Saturday. The game started at 3.30. I think I left here at 2. No, I left here. I called my lift at 2.50. Got to the game. It was 4.30. That's crazy. <laughs> Right, um, and that was taking a lift. I'd have done better just taking the train for real, for real. But yeah. it is what it is. So, sweetheart, you manifesting that we get a car? Um, I think I'm still on strength, courage, and wisdom. All right. Uh, we did manifest some secure finances coming to us relatively quickly. That has happened, so I want to double down on more finances, but finances for the sake of building institutions, not finances for the sake of just having finances. I don't I don't know if I ever just want to be a rich nigga for being a rich nigga, but if I'm a rich nigga is able to build an institution, that'd be even better. As Booker T. Washington said, my life work should be at Tuskegee. Um... Car, strength, courage, wisdom, a cure to this boredom that's not death or depravity. Uh, 
and clarity from my friends. Four or from? Four. Okay. After having a conversation with Q yesterday, I, I realized that maybe we're all asking the same question of, are we good friends? Yeah. Especially in light of post-pandemic, us being different people after the pandemic, are we good friends? Mm-hmm. So I would like to <coughs> manifest clarity for my friends. Who are you? Are you the same person? Are you having revelations? Are you different? Are you okay with that? Are you clear on it? Is it okay? I hope the other Wake and Bake will be when I start dropping uh, their manifestations into the chat. Please get to manifest and please get to manifest. We're about to light this blunt and get on to our last topic of the day, uh, which includes the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week nominee, but also a very tragic situation. And I'm wondering, what should I start with? Should I start with the joy or the tragedy, sweetheart? Hold on, let me light the blunt first. And Rochelle says, I think you were manifesting courage last time. I want to jump on that one. Courage and audacity for all the creators and mothers in my circle. I love that. Oh, and a win for it. Tell her this. Absolutely. Yes. I would yeah. love a win. I would love a win. I would love y'all to win best editing. Um, that would be, I'd love y'all to win a, a podcast award. Oh my goodness. That'd be so great. Yeah. Because then it makes it look, not to say that, you know what I'm saying, uh, not as an a, a indication of your quality uh, and our quality, because I'm pretty sure y'all shitting on us. Y'all best editing, you know what I'm saying? We right. do live producing every mm-hmm. morning. <laughs> God damn. You would think you just keep the equipment saying, BMO, it's not that simple. <laughs> Quick attitude. <laughs> um, yeah, that win, we're manifesting that win with you. That win would be gigantic for our little podcasting circle. Oh, I, I Not got little. Too. Huh? I got another one. What you got? Um, the strength to speak boldly, not be afraid of, you know, <sighs> how it's received. Basically, speaking my truth. Yeah, because if this man can say, uh, if this if this uh, Middle Eastern man can look at stats and say that's bullshit, you can say whatever you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, what is there to be afraid of? You know, for you? Yeah, it's more like a rhetorical question. Oh, because I could list them. Uh, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, do you mean for me or in yeah. general? What's up? Yeah. I think uh, I don't want to scare you But you already manifested So you can't be scared I already manifested You already manifested You said I, I'm manifesting bold actions Like you already said it Okay And you're saying What's the worst that can happen And I can tell you The worst that can happen Especially as a black woman I can tell you what can happen But are you still Going to be bold though Exactly That's That's what I'm there we go. I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Cause I think you know what can happen. But are you still gonna be bold though? Can you face it and continue? I'm I'm looking at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's a maybe. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh we got some manifestations in the chat, sweetheart. Who goes around? Just yeah, just Rochelle. Just for sale. Yeah. All right, other folks. Uh, other wake and bake. Other wake and bake. Will be more nights. Definitely drop your manifestations in there. Uh, you know, some people call them prayers. Some people call them manifestations. Some people call them wishes. Whatever you want to, however language you want to put on it. I just know these motherfuckers is working. 
Yeah. They working. They working. And as the Bible said, they working because we also putting work behind them. So it's not like we just say, I want a car. And then we go sleep in the, sleep in the room and hope a car sit, show up in the, in the parking lot. Right. No, niggas got to get to work. <laughs> niggas got to do the thing. This is dead. Huh? Isn't it like faith without works is dead? Faith without works is dead. That's true. Um, uh, Good Vibe Tribe says, manifest the confidence of a mediocre white man. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a confident thing. boy. <laughs> I want to be able to claim titles. You know what I mean? Because, you know, <laughs> white men can do that all the time. And what do like, you mean? Like, they'll be like, oh, I'm an expert in X, Y, Z. But like. They're not. Right. Yeah. Right. I want to be able to do that. Hmm. Hmm. Shai Smith says, I want to stay on the strength, courage and wisdom. And I want to add discipline. Discipline. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Discipline and consistency are tricky bitches. Let me tell you something. Okay. Any more? Uh, run the trap and drop the bass. Say good morning, y'all. Hey, good morning. What's up? Run the trap and drop the bass. How you feeling, baby? Yeah, we feeling all right. Good morning to you. Um. Oh, one more thing I want to manifest. So it is. There is a clear path. A very clear path of getting us onto serious. Yeah. Very clear path. Like I can see it. Like it's it's not like a oh I don't know who to talk to. I talked to my man Jordan. Jordan told me to send him a thing. Mm-hmm. If I send him that thing, he will directly walk it over to the program director of the station that we want to be on on Sirius XM. Not as like oh this this is just some intern down the hall. Like no, this is program director to program director. Check out my man, new talent. I know you're looking for new things, right? Yeah. It's very possible. I think that goes. I don't want to manifest. Do I want to manifest a position or do I want to manifest the courage to go after it? Both. Uh, <laughs> so we'll throw down there as well. All right, sweetheart. Uh, let's do this. Uh, um, you want to do... I guess we should do tragic first so we can end on a good note we could do that let's do that let's do that uh over the weekend i believe it was last thursday in alabama the home of the white folding chairs uh at a high school football game in which the home team lost 27 to 0 uh i forgot who the name of the whole team i say jackson oblin maybe is the name of the home team but the away team was minor high school okay Sweetheart, you and I have been in marching bands. Mm-hmm. Black marching bands are that. Right. What happens directly after the game at a black marching at a black football game? Uh, fifth quarter. And what is the fifth quarter? It's when I think it's yeah, it's both bands. They'll yeah. play like a stand tune, like a full song. They'll play a stand tune, maybe two, maybe three. Yeah. If you get to the swack, it's a whole another hour and a half after the game. Mm-hmm. It's part of the culture. And usually the football players, you know friends and family of people in the band whatever they'll stand on the field and watch Mm -hmm. yep and usually to the point of football players usually the fifth quarter is still going on when the football players leave the locker room after the game right right. so family members are still in the stadium people are still in the parking lot Mm -hmm. it's another source of entertainment and it's also a very black band cultural thing we've been cooped up in these four quarters Mm -hmm. but we didn't have band camp Mm -hmm. we know a hundred songs and we got something to say (laughs) and we can let loose yeah (laughs) and say what man we got something to say so we need another quarter Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. to the point that there have been forums made called Fifth Quarter that are based on celebrating the culture of black marching bands. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, in Alabama, on last Thursday, Minor High School was playing neck uh, during the fifth quarter, 19 minutes after the game, mm-hmm. when the police walked up to the band director, got in his face and said, cut the song off. Now, you and I know how neck goes. Neck is essentially, oh, that's one part. You play, that's two parts. Uh, You dance, that's three parts. You do your different solos, that's the fourth part. Each instrument. Yep, each instrument. And then you, and then, so that fifth part might be like six parts in total. So we already had 11 apart song. And then we all come back in together to dance and then to play it. And then we close out. That's a 14 part song. The and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It's a 14 part song, and it's usually the, one of the last songs you play. If you don't play neck during the game, if you're not playing skin and out, then it's usually neck at the end of the game, and then we go gone. Especially at the pep rally, right? right, right. We play neck, it gets the people going. It's yeah. the most notorious uh, marching band. You're talking out the side of your neck. Y'all heard it. You know the song. Don't get me started. Um, the police walk up to this band director during part seven of the song and says, "It's time for y'all to go. Cut the band off." The band director says, "All right, get out of my face." Still directing the band, trying to get them on to the next part. Forty-five seconds pass, and this band director does something I ain't never seen before. He ended neck in 45 seconds. He got through all the solos. He got through the dance part. He got through them all coming together through the final chant and closed the song off in 45 seconds. That sounds about normal, right? Tell me why these police officers tased, arrested, and detained this man. That's crazy. For disturbing the peace and rejecting a lawful order. Can you imagine Mr. Newsom getting tased? Can you, right, can you, exact, exactly, swear, can you imagine, this is a high school teacher. Right. Can you imagine your high school teacher being tased for trying to corral a group of 100 students to do one thing in 45 seconds? Right. To be tased, arrested, and detained in front of your band? These black kids who already have a natural anxiety towards the law, towards uh, uh, towards the police, and in an order to try to, you can put the picture up for you, and in an order to try to clear out the stadium, which was already clear, they tased and detained this man. Sweetheart, we have a problem. And I would love to tell you that the police that were in his face was white folks. It wasn't. They arrested this man. And in the same way that that other man couldn't see, saw facts as bullshit, there are people in the comments, people on YouTube, people on Twitter who are blaming this man for not cutting off a song. And I'm watching with my very black band eyes like, he did cut off the song. You can see when the police walked up to him, he gives them. Yeah. Which means don't play it the, the way that you usually do. We about to change some shit up. All eyes on me. Next section. Next section. Mm-hmm. Next section. But because he didn't kowtow, because he didn't step and fetch, because he didn't bend the knee towards the police who work for him, by the way. <laughs> 
They tased and detained this man 45 seconds after, after the song was cut off. This is 19 minutes after the game. They act like he was holding that. He was holding those kids hostage. When I first read the headline, I was like, oh boy, another black direct, band director and I had the fifth quarter too long. The parents got upset and somebody called the police. And that is not the case. 19 minutes after the game, you can go to the street and you can watch the body cam footage. And the body cam footage doesn't match the reports that we read, which is why we need black competent work in the world. Because the people are saying that he didn't cut off the song. And I'm like, he did. You don't know neck. (laughs) He did cut off the song. And also, my art is greater than your authority. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to finish. We're going to finish the song. We're going to finish the song, bruh. There's nobody here. It's just me and the band here. Look behind them. Look in the picture. Yeah. Look in the picture. Everybody get close to your screen right now. Zoom in. Look at that. Look behind them. There's nobody in the stands. <laughs> There's nobody there. There's nobody there. Big crop. <laughs> Big crop. We need you. <laughs> Ben Crump, we need you to sue. I think this is the Birmingham Police Department on behalf of black bands. Okay. (laughs) I need all black band directors to do a Johnny Mims tribute show fifth quarter this weekend. But then I see this, right? And if you want, you know, I have a very hard stance about putting trauma directly onto the show. Yeah. I ain't even show the Will Smith snap. I ain't show the Birmingham fight. I definitely wasn't about to show this arrest. When he's getting arrested in Taze, you can hear parents in the background and say, in front of the kids? Right. You arresting a teacher in front of the kids? And even then, why didn't they just arrest him and not Taze him too? They said he was resisting arrest. Okay. Which I'd be resisting too, bro. I am, I am directing a band and you're arresting me? <laughs> what is happening? Am I late on child support? Do I got a warrant out for my arrest? That's crazy. Did I murder somebody and y'all just found out? Oh no, I'm doing my job. Crazy. <laughs> uh so when the so when they're arresting him, you can see on the body cam footage, you can see there's a little girl, there's like a little she's like a freshman piccolo player. You know they all small. Yeah. Uh, she is like crying and distraught watching her band director be arrested for doing his job. Permanent imprint on her mind on what the purpose of the police is, which is to harass free bodies doing their jobs at abundance and in a great and at a great capacity. Mm-hmm. When you look up his name on Twitter, you see other former students like, damn, they arrested. They arrested Mims. That's crazy. Why? Because he has a history of supporting students within the community, helping them bring out their true talents. Mm-hmm. So I see this and it makes me sad. It makes it disgust me that the state of Birmingham, the police department for a moment would lose their mind to their own egos and authority and arrest a teacher for doing his job. When in other places like the Booker T. Washington School of Performing Arts, that's the name of it, right? Booker T. Washington High School of Visual and Performing Arts. It's doing shit like this. Mm-hmm. Play our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week nominee, sweetheart. Have you seen this?
reason why I love this so much because what you don't see here there's a teacher behind this mm -hmm. there's, there's some education going on behind this right. in this dance I see 65 years and about nine major regions of blackness mm -hmm. in one choreography yeah this is beautiful at the Booker T. Washington High School for Performing and Visual Arts mm -hmm. what I don't understand how Booker T. Washington got involved in that. <laughs> but what if what? Maybe the maybe the education aspect. Maybe the education point, right? right. Maybe that's maybe that's the <laughs> maybe point, that's right? It, yeah. Maybe that's it, right? But I just I wanted to take a time and just look at these young black folks. Me and my homegirl Ashley, uh, uh, Conaway from Mississippi. We often talk about how if we had iPhones when we were just like thirteen and fourteen year olds in in Mississippi, we'd have been stars by now. And I truly believe that because some of the silly ass, dumb ass, fun ass adventures we used to have would have been hilarious hilarious on the internet today yeah but Ashley and I would not have come up with this okay <laughs> there are uh, 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 this is a whole nother level of genre of uh, 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 excuse me a whole nother level of creativity a whole nother genre of boldness I appreciate this I feel like you said they do this every Friday yeah well that was that was the first Friday but uh, the one of the moms said they do that like every day sheesh man <laughs> Sheesh, man. We had that question this one on the show a couple of weeks ago. It was like, uh, when we are, if we are properly educating the youth the way that we think we should be, mm -hmm. they're going to surprise us with the things, the questions that they ask us. I'm very interested in what these young folks are going to ask us. These young folks in this video, I'm very curious the questions they're going to ask us about 20, 20, 30 years. Like, you let this happen? Right. This was on your watch? The planet dying because of you. I mean, we gonna be able, we gonna try to point at the at the baby boomers and the greatest generation, but they gonna be dead. <laughs> it's just gonna be us like that. Ah, uh, so that's my Paul Rose Negro of the Week nominee. Who definitely voted on on vote on it on Thursday. But sweetheart, I know that you you had a different experience when you watched this video. You want to talk about it? Okay, so I believe you said you saw the video on Twitter X. Yeah. I saw it on Instagram and most of, well, some of the comments were positive, of course, but a lot of them were like, this is great, but they need to be in them books as hard as they dancing, you know, that whole energy. Yeah. And of course people were defending the kids, but I did a little digging and I found out some information. Okay. Okay. So the class of 2023, um, basically Seven, okay, so seven were accepted to Ivy Leagues. Oh, wow. Four were U.S. Presidential Scholars semifinalists. Two were actually U.S. Presidential Scholars. Oh, wow. Um, four Dell Scholars as awarded by University of Texas Austin. One Jack Kent Cook semifinalist. One National Merit finalist. Um, one Crest, Quest Bridge match. Um, 18 students were selected for the BFA acting program at Juilliard. Um, Damn. Right. 
Yeah. So, so this is an institution. Right, right. This is an institution who is providing formal success from their formal education and also from the formal education in visual and performing arts. Mm-hmm. So the people who are saying they need to get in the books need to mind their goddamn business. Okay. Mm. They have um, about $16 million in scholarships across 218 seniors. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> you mind your business. Here's the thing, though. I hate that. They're trying to humble them and trying to make them be in their place. They're trying to, like, basically tell them to sit down and learn, right? right it's like, right. come on, bro. I'm at a performing arts school. Like, exactly. you never seen fame? I guess niggas is. Has there been a new fame? You never seen Glee? Right. Like, niggas really do this. Right. <laughs> like, at performing art schools, we really do this. Right. Uh, who do you think gets to make it to your television, bro? Who do you think's entertaining you? Who do you think is giving you new artistic ideals and form and function to follow mm-hmm. it's me uh, it's me and I got and I got into Harvard and I didn't want to go right so what's up <laughs> right. um, oh, and two of them are going to Howard of course they are right as they should as to they the should. Chadwick Bozeman school college excuse right. me of fine arts as mm-hmm. they should former Dean Felicia Rashad <laughs> founded in 18 let me stop okay. uh uh The education portion is as an attempt to try to humble these students, try mm-hmm. to put them in their place as if they should only be learning or their only value is the aptitude that they bring or the intellectual uh, 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 power that they can bring to a particular situation. When that is not the case, what is the point? We had, we, we just had this conversation. We just had this, this question a second ago. What is the point of education? If the only thing we're going to do about it is argue about it. How do we apply it? Right. What's the use of learning about triangles if you can't triangulate your black culture? Why do you need to know there's 180 degrees in a triangle if you can't point to nine black cities and 65 years of black dance? Right. Which one are you going to be doing more? Measuring <laughs> triangles? <laughs> or applying your blackness. <laughs> I'm not saying don't learn about triangles because there because there is power in knowing. Oh, these three places are connected. And what they don't want to tell you about triangles to be specific for you, triangles are in your DNA. And I don't mean the actual DNA in your body. I mean your intellectual genealogy that comes from your ancestry, nigga. We made triangles. <laughs> 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 but they hide that from you to try to, to, to confuse you about what math is so that you can't speak the language but the true language is dance right let me tell you something you can go a lot more places doing this shit mm-hmm. <laughs> than saying you know how to measure the hypotenuse get the fuck out my face <laughs> boy you could be in the, you could be the man in the club doing that shit <laughs> get your education though at the same time we got the comments we are <laughs> I just find it interesting that there if we we're just looking at we in these two videos we actually see two instructors mm-hmm. or two systems of instruction both of which are giving passionately to the students to make sure that they can activate some type of artistic skill within themselves that connects them back to the intellectual self Right. Emotional side, uh, emotional side of the intellectual body. Mm-hmm. Two ways. Full student. 
inside this school at Booker T. Washington within the safeness of this school, which is in Texas, right? Yeah, Dallas. Inside this Dallas, Texas school at Booker T. Washington's namesake, they perform this on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But my man Johnny Mims played 19 minutes over the game at the traditional fifth quarter in which I'm pretty sure in his black bands he'd been doing that his whole life. Right. And they tased and arrested this man. They didn't call his boss. They didn't give him a fine. Mm -hmm. They didn't wait to after the game to chastise him. They didn't give him a fine. They tased, arrested, and detained this teacher in front of his students as if to say you follow us we control you boy I hope Alabama going to Alabama that's all I'm going to say I hope (laughs) Alabama is going to Alabama but you know what time it is sweetheart Uh, Natalie says a damn shame it's a damn shame it is a damn shame Mm -hmm. it's an attack on black students they know what's up right they know what's up. And I break. I just saw a video. There's been a kid, I think, in Texas who's been in ISS for two weeks. Two weeks because uh, they want the school wants him to cut his locks. They say his locks are against the student handbook, the protocol. What? And he got on. They said his your hair can't be, uh, boys can't have their hair longer than their shoulders. And he got his shit braided up. Wow. Like on his head. And they like, nah, we want you to cut them off. What? They don't want us going to school. So you'd rather make him miss two weeks of learning? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Because of what's on his head, what comes out of his body. That's wow. That's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. And you know what? That's why I got an attitude with Drake. Drake? Yeah. That's why I got an attitude with Drake. Because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the law. And I've said before on this show, there are people who are working hard to burn down these policies. Mm-hmm. But who talking about the social cultural side? This is why I got a problem with Drake. Drake? This is why I got a problem with Drake. Drake, uh, on his new single with SZA, I think it's called Slime You or some shit like that. He has a picture of Halle Berry at the Nickelodeon Awards being slime. That's the that's the single artwork. Okay. Right. Drake bought that artwork from Getty, which is the online, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. licensed thing that you can buy uh, photos of celebrities from. He bought that thing from Halle Berry and then used it as his as his cover art. Halle Berry then comes out a couple days after the day the single comes out and is like, um, I didn't give. Drake permission to use my picture. Oh. To which Drake's team and camp responds, we didn't need your permission. We bought it from Getty. Oh, damn. And so that's why he's like hiding behind the law, hiding behind the policy, like as if it's, as if the personal touch uh, is completely disqualified if I follow the right policy, right? right? Holly Berry then comes out to say, no, Here's what I meant. Drake called me and asked me. I said no. He did it anyway. Wow. I don't give a... Like, to a certain degree, I don't give a fuck what the law says. The law is supposed to be there to guide social interaction. It is not the barriers. It is not the rules of social interaction. You ask somebody's permission... Right. Come on, man. 
police officer, it's 19 minutes after the game. You know there's a fifth quarter. You've been working this game for 20 years. You know we finna play neck. And you gonna detain me on disturbing the peace and resisting arrest? Yes, we're a marching band. Right. We disturb the peace. <laughs> You're trying to detain me in front of my students for doing my job. Yes, I'm going to resist you. Who gives a fuck what the law says? That's why we don't need as many police. The noise ordinance officer should have came out. That's who should have came out. Right. He should have came out with his little decimal counter and be like, uh-oh, hey guys. <laughs> hey guys, you're you're over noise capacity. You gotta end it. You gotta end it. That's what you gotta do. Right. That's what they do at the club in DC at ten o'clock. <laughs> you uh you was at the um the uh whose birthday party was that? Was that Flo's birthday party? Yeah. And they had to end the join of the noise cancel. That's cause somebody's out say, Hey guys. They ended at eight fifty nine. Hey guys. <laughs> It's 855. I think we should shut it down. Right. But in Alabama, you get tased and arrested in front of your students. Sweetheart, ask me to burn the question for the roach. We can get up out of here. Uh, uh, Burning question for roach. Brought to you by Sweetheart. What's up, Sweetheart? What you got? We're talking about uh, Roland Martin. We're talking about Roland. Um, We're talking about Roland and. The refusal to accept facts and how that has changed my perspective on certain people. Some people's got to be left behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll let somebody else deal with it because I'm not. I'm not arguing over you about something that was studied. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. We both. Both of us are not researchers, <laughs> and yet you, one of us is going to say that's bullshit. All right, <laughs> you got it. The G. evidence in you. <laughs> that's all right. Hmm. No, I do think it's interesting the two it's not even different perspectives necessarily of I guess well they're both they both happen to be high schools yeah. and, you know, performing arts. Yep. Exactly. Right. One is being attacked mm-hmm. and one is being celebrated. But they're also being attacked too. Damn. Right. They performing and they said them kids dumb. Right, right. <laughs> they said you can't dance and learn at the same time. Right. No, you can't dance and learn at the same time. Don't put that shit on me. Right. <laughs> Man, that's wild, so. So, do you think this is a a systemic problem, or is mm. there a respect for performing arts? No. No. Wow. And who knew? Well, these are two different effects that we have seen from the defunding of performing arts in public schools. We have AI filtered voices that are considered genius. Mm -hmm. And now we have a physical attack on a performing art institution. Right. I did not see either one of these coming. And in a dystopian movie, if we were watching this in a movie, at this point in the movie, at the end of Act One, when this shit would happen, we would all be like, there's something going on. Right. <laughs> right. There's something going on. So, yeah, I th- there is a connection to, and maybe, you know what I'm saying, if we're just conflating the examples that we have available, but there is a connection to the fact that on the same weekend, within within the same black conscious body, we have two polar reactions to performing arts that still end up in the same reaction. Right. That's kind of crazy. Wow. 
That's kind of crazy. And I direct that directly back to the fact that niggas don't know. Niggas don't know what the purpose of art is. Right. Here we have funded. That's crazy because the police didn't hurt this man. We know how to fight more than we know purple. <laughs> right. We've been taught wow. how to defend ourselves. We've been taught the history of American colonization. We've been taught math. We've been taught a scientific process that allows us to get to a final thought process that we would rather fight than art. We would rather defend than paint. Yeah. And niggas got it. <laughs> and that's the crazy thing. You was watching that video of these two niggas rap battling over Remy Ma. Yeah. In her affair. <laughs> yeah. That was and from hard. what I heard, that's the most Shakespearean shit I've heard. Yeah. Y'all really at the town square spitting poetry at each other about the affair of a woman? Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Meanwhile, my man performing neck and got tased in the dark in front of his students. Do I think it's connected? I do think it's, I do think there is some correlation there. And also the question was, uh, is there a respect for it? Is there a respect? No, absolutely no respect for performing arts. There's no respect for, the respect for art has drastically dropped. Drastically. And I think that's because I think people, when people think of art, they think of something that's different through knowledge right. when it's not. Exactly. It's not. That's why I laugh at people who say they can't read fiction books. It's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? What's wrong with your imagination? You can't know without imagining. If knowledge is the storage of information, then the same part of your brain that creates memory is the same part of your brain that controls imagination. It's the same part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. This has been a good show. I like this one. This is a good one. Yeah. How much time we have? What time is it? Uh, 1.15. Okay, cool. We want to thank y'all for watching another episode of Awake and Bake with B-Mo. Make sure you go watch the last episode to make sure you can see when the maintenance man came and stopped by. It was a very exciting episode. <laughs> very exciting episode of Awake and Bake with B-Mo. Uh, make sure you check that out and check out all the instant replays right here on YouTube or on X. It's always great talking to y'all. We'll see y'all on Thursday. We're going to leave you with Black Boy Joy. But before you go, if you are in the D.C. area, make sure you come out to the new Blueprint Park parlor that is happening next sunday new blueprint parlor happening next sunday you're gonna see a whole bunch of advertising coming from me very soon as it comes onto the channel y'all know how i do when it comes to the to the promotion which is amazing to me i got what like i got 2100 followers or 2200 followers and i've been able to build a career <laughs> what happens when i get to six more opportunities? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. 
don't know. Nigga seems so unhappy. But anyway, we're going to leave you uh, with Black Boy Joy so we can cure that unhappiness. And make sure you go subscribe to the New Blueprint newsletter, bmobrown.substack.com. New Blueprint Parlor is happening on the 30th of September. Definitely come check this out. If you didn't read the, the newsletter from last night, definitely go check that out. I want to hear what people think of the written version of the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week, number one, which is Tina Damn Turner. Wow. Uh, thank y'all for watching. Good morning.